0: Hi, everyone. This is Rebecca. Welcome back to my podcast, uh, Dancing with the Devil's Lettuce, Confessions of an Unexpected Career in Cannabis. Um, I know it's been quite a while since my last podcast. It's actually been about three months, but um, took a little hiatus. And now I'm back tonight with my new friend, Jessica Wax, uh, that I met... Um, at a sensei night, at a sensei night, yeah. Hey, everyone. <laughs> um, so when Jessica and I met at this event, we just totally hit it off pretty much right away. You were like, Your, your energy mirrors mine, yes. <laughs> Do you want to be on my podcast? Yes, I was like, Uh, yeah, it sounds fun. Well, and the funny thing is, is that I went into that event with the intention of meeting somebody. (laughs) I think maybe you told me this over the grilled cheese we shared that night. Yes, we had grilled cheese. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to do my podcast and this is perfect and this is um, exactly another reason why I need to be here tonight. Well, and our businesses have affiliations and I'm taking on a new
1: role soon where I will be more responsible for making the decision on how we spend our marketing dollars. not the only person, but I'm will at least be seated at the table, which I should have been from the start. But instead, I took a roundabout way and proved myself in sales,
0: proven. That's (laughs) exciting. Yeah. I didn't know
1: that. uh, Yeah. Well, it just happened and it's not official because I said I don't want the job unless I have a lot of say in how exactly it looks because it's a sales marketing hybrid role, which we have never had before. And he said something about like making a higher salary, but lesser commission. And I was like, but I'm doing the same job just for a lesser account. So we need to talk about that a little. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good for you. I've gotten a lot more uh, bold since I've started working with people that are actually, like, good people and not, like, corporate America mm-hmm. skis. I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe I've had a really negative, like, just experience overall in the advertising industry. Ad agencies aren't known to have, like – but, like, I've tried the creative side and the sales side and the strategy and digital. Like, I've tried all the departments. Right. It was not not for me. That's interesting, though,
0: but it led you. Oh, yeah. It, it toys cli- you. Well, I
1: worked with a mint client. I worked with a topical client. These are cannabis products I now am. And my topical was going after the National Eczema Seal, which is what my topical in the cannabis arena is intended for, which I'm like, how much more like exactly perfect could I be right also Josh found me on LinkedIn and sent me one of those weird recruiter emails that was like hey you I'm really impressed by your um your experience inside and outside the industry and I was like what does it say on my LinkedIn like nothing also I'm not in the industry really like I worked for the stoner mom who also has a podcast but really I was just doing social media and affiliate marketing as like a like let's see how this works you're my first employee and I was a part-time nanny as well so the supplementary income yeah, because I was curious how you actually got into the industry. I it, Like Josh found me on LinkedIn and sent something that looked like all the other recruiter emails that I usually ignore. But something about him saying that like it was inside and outside. I, I was like, okay, so it's a cannabis company because you don't – when you look at like our parent company or whatever it said he worked at, it didn't wasn't like we're cannabis. It was more like something about like wellness maybe or just, you know, it might have hinted at it, but it didn't speak – like, we're huh. making edibles. So were you intrigued? Like, what were yeah, you thinking? Yeah, well, I, he basically reached out, and I I replied, like, three or four weeks later while I was back in Detroit home board and was like, yeah, we can meet up, and I could hear about this. And at this point, I had uh, three, almost three clients, and at I was like, I could live off three clients' worth. I had Smart Mouth giving me a retainer. I was helping them expand. I called it the Wild West plan, but um, they have this dry mouth mint. They're my old client from the ad agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was basically, I had this experience at the Woman Girl Leadership Summit where I was just, had a dry mouth and would offer people mints when I would eat them. And like when I told this one lady who happened to be working in the conference circuit, and so she's traveling a lot, um, that you know the main active ingredient in this is zinc, which is the active ingredient in airborne. She was like, "Shut the fuck up and push me!" Like, I, it was like the uh, like Aline Aline from Seinfeld. Like, she like pushed oh, me, Aline. Yeah. I'm like, "What the fuck? Her <laughs> oh, name? Shut up!" Yeah, she like was like, "Shut the fuck up! I don't have to stop and get this." And I was like, "Huh? I even realized that the, how many people are on this like weird conference circuit that I don't right. want to get on. How do I get on this? Like, this is fun, and so I just I reached out to David Bierenbaum. He flew me out to St. Louis. I presented, which was kind of awkward because every presentation I've ever given this whole group of people has been like backed by an agency. So creative directors were making it look beautiful. Uh-huh. Whereas this is like I put together a PowerPoint slide with like old like blog posts and different things that the Stoner ROM had done that their, like, products would fit directly into perfectly. Like, she has this one post that's, like, one of her most popular. It's called 10 Ways Not to Look Like a Total Stoner. <laughs> and, like, two of the 10 ways they have a product for. It. Like, one was, like, mouthwash, which I could easily change to, to, like, any oral health product, which is what they, like, focus on. They make a very high-end mouthwash. Wow. <laughs> but it's zinc-activated, and you actually mix two solutions, and then it activates, and then it changes color to let you know it's unactivated. But it um, – co- or it – is going to coat the um sulfur gas creates these or protein proteins create sulfur gas which is what bad breath is the man who started this company wrote the encyclopedia entry for halitosis in like 97 or 98 or both that's incredible yeah he's done no like with us Wow. Yeah. But he's an amazing man. And then like, I met him like back in 2014 when I was manifesting all of this. Cause that's when I found the stoner mom's blog and was like, I read this green, like it was like green crack review, which I was smoking. <laughs> and it's been my favorite strain <laughs> for a long time. When I moved here, I chased around the city looking for it. Uh-huh. She was saying the things that I had literally thought like the night before, but in the way of, like, it was so much more eloquently than my thoughts were. Like, I was like, holy shit, this lady's reading my mind and spitting it back out to me, like, prose. And then so I've been following her since. So when I moved out here, I reached out and was just like, hi, I'm part-time nanny. And, like, I love everything you write and think that you, like, read my mind. And, and, like, I'm weird. And, like, now I hang out with kids, so we have more in common. Let's, like, meet up and be friends. And I, like, didn't really expect her to reply. And I shouldn't because she – usually ignores all of her messages she doesn't let people comment on things like on youtube when she had her youtube channel it was blocked. like she doesn't want to know and she hired me to respond to the social media messages she didn't want to read but um i got lucky and she was like yeah let's meet up and then our third friend date her and her husband were like you're really smart like we're gonna hire you to be our first employee and then i got them their first corporate sponsor smart mouth oh it's a little wow. incestuous but in my little jack's can of yeah. see well of clients. But my third client I was working on was um he also has a podcast. It's called The Real Dirt with um Chip Baker. Okay. But he started like a I I think it's called Cocoa Pete, like the he was the first of that kind soil, which he sold for like eight million dollars. And I was hooked up with him through someone who like also found me on LinkedIn. <laughs> People are really seeking you out. I Mm -hmm. feel like Colorado is kind of magical. Mm -hmm. It's been really like I've had a really weird magical experience. Like the one I told you about when we talked on the phone and I was like, yeah, and that's how I met my roommate. Like she's from where I'm from. We graduated the same year. We were at a wedding together the same night that I was like, yeah, I'll move here and be your nanny. They offered her the nanny job the night before at the rehearsal dinner, which I was And then they didn't need her anymore because they hadn't like gotten the yes for me. But I moved out here two weeks later. So it all just feels very magical and very unlike me.
0: Good. Well, it's good to like kind of shake things up. And if it doesn't always feel like you, there's still a part of you that Is doing it because you want to be doing it. It
1: just shows me like all that stuff that I had been reading about, like the secret and like manifestation. Like it's not that it wasn't working. It 100% worked exactly how I wanted it to. It's just that you do have to do something too. And it wasn't necessarily the work that I had to do. I had already done all the work. It was I had to take that leap of faith because there was like that's all that I did. I moved here and literally it's just been like – Oh, we need a nanny. Oh, we don't need a nanny. Oh, you have, like, these clients,
0: you're going to live up, like, you found your roommate. Like, it all just worked out. And here I am. I love that. (laughs) No, I really love that magic. (laughs) So I'm curious, though. Like, so even though it's all been lining up for you and um, this is obviously what you're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and being in this industry, uh, did you ever think that you'd be in
1: cannabis? A 100%. Like, it was my dream back when I was, like, I remember being, like, around the time I started researching and like was finding things like the stoner arm, I remember thinking I'm in the perfect position right now at this agency that specializes in consumer packaged goods, products in the health and beauty, um, the first aid, the -the over-the-counter drugs. Like I was like, these are going to all be cannabis products eventually. And I didn't even know what CBD was probably Mm -hmm. at this point, but like, just the THC part I knew was going to help people in a million ways. And I had seen memes about it, which was like, which part of like a superstore, like a Meyer or whatever, would you find cannabis in? And it was showed like cigarettes. And then it showed like, I mean, it was like everywhere because of think of all the things hemp makes, you know, like, Oh,
0: that's, that's really
1: cool. So, Um, but I didn't know that I was like actually capable of it till I got here and was like, holy shit, all I had to do was be in the right place. Right. I had done all the work. Like, right. Killed myself for the like experience that like killed my soul for so long. Like my whole career where I was like, I was living at home with my parents, like living in their house again after having broken up with the man I thought I was going to marry and having been fired. So it was like all, it was just like a trifecta of shit. And I was like, I have nothing to lose. I might as well go be these people's nanny
0: that's right I think it comes down to I have nothing to lose like you hit rock bottom you, yeah and then all of a sudden you're not afraid to take that leap and then
1: when you do magical things can happen but also my friend Goldie described it when she found me on Facebook and was like what do you do in the cab?" and she was like the coolest person who owns her own company that she started up out of her Honda doing tours now she has like a she does a lot of luxury buses and I was she invited me to join and I was with all these brands like I was with like people who then tried to hire me right before I started with my current company. Right. Like, Abu and, like, there was Pax was there. Like, these are, like, it was the coolest experience. But she had said, it's not magic here. It's that you are surrounded by a lot of high-vibe people and good energy. And when you put all these people with such good high vibes together in one area, and it's so concentrated,
0: of course, life feels more magical. And that's what I've been experiencing ever since I moved down to Denver from Aspen, I would say the majority of the people that I've met down here and in this industry are a higher vibration kind of person. And it's definitely – I'm – bouncing off of that. And we just, I feel like we elevate together. And I mean, that's kind of how I felt when I met you. Cause it was like this natural. You seemed very
1: sure of yeah. yourself, like that the energy was right. And honestly, like I have made a really good friend because someone was like, do you know the other Jessica who's like super weirdly passionate about how people pop up? And I was like, I've heard this from so many people and I trust your opinion. So, cause she was like, you need to meet her. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right. Well, I am totally am friends with her on, on all the social media platforms, and I take your opinion. Like, she's good. She, I always her recommendations on drugs and um, pretty much everything are always good. Uh-huh. So I was like, <laughs> people, let's see. And so I reached out to Justin. Now she's like one of my closest friends, and she said something recently where she's like, "I just like people who are like, I like you. Let's hang out." And I'm like, "Yeah, who wouldn't like that? Like, yeah, it's very I, like I think complimentary. It really like, so does. So when someone's like, I like your energy, like." Yeah. I wanna like spend time with you unless they're like someone who really weirds you out or like drives you crazy. Right. Most of the time I think that like normal people would feel like, oh, I'm flattered. And yeah, who wouldn't want to be fawned over? Right.
0: I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so another question I had for you was, you know, growing up, what was your stance on? hot and i've always been very pro mm-hmm. um
1: my mom has always been very pro she wasn't always open with me about it but she was at a very young age i think in relation to a lot of other people like i was not able to drive yet and she was picking me up on christmas morning from um my girlfriend like so i'm jewish she's jewish it's totally normal to like go stay over at another jewish <laughs> house like so my mom picks me up i'm like 15 years old and we're driving home and i'm just kind of like any other 15 year old girl in the car with her mom at like a time she doesn't want to be awake. And my mom's like, Are you high right now? And I was like, No. And then she's like, Do you want to be? And, and I like I remember looking at her, like just kind of shocked and being like, How like, do I say? And so I was like, Yeah. And she pulled over into the Walgreens at the corner of like two main roads where I like I had one job, like at a Coney Island, and it was like across the street from there. And she pulled out a joint in the like Walgreens parking lot. And I was like, "Mom, you cannot smoke that here. It's Christmas Day. There are people right there. There's people right there. It's broad daylight, like." And she said, "Jesse, I am a white Jewish mom in Westlandville. No one is going to say anything to me. <laughs> they don't even know this isn't a cigarette." And I was like, "It smells different." And she was like, "No one's going to say shit to me." And lit, she lit it up, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm not proud to admit this, but I like that really did affect the way that I viewed pot, like in Detroit. Like I knew when I moved here that I had to change my ways because uh-huh. in Detroit, I was like, they are not looking for me. I was like smoking bowls very visibly, like not even like from like the cigarette looking one hitter thing that I was shoving. Right. Like, I used to do that when I was really like scared and young and a dumb driver, but now I'm a very defensive driver and I know <laughs> what I'm doing and I usually am just smoking them at the red lights or on the highway. Right, But like in Detroit, yeah, I did like, my car was called to my... I called her the hash tray. Not the <laughs> ashtray, even though I am a cigarette smoker, but the hashtray because it was mostly covered in my blonde hairs and lots of weed and ash. Yeah. <laughs> from cigarettes and bowls. That's,
0: I'm just, I'm still shocked that your friend's mom is just like, uh. It's my mom. Or your mom. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah. I just can't. That is so different <laughs> from how. My mom has
1: always been like fine with weed. She she was actually like I remember being so comfortable with her at one point, not long after this, when I was like, Well yeah, and I've done this drug and this drug too. And she like got kind of pissed, but then was like, and I was like, What? You did told me that you did coke. And she's like, Yes, Jesse, but back then it wasn't coke with shit. Like it was all clean. And I was like, I feel like that might be a myth, but whatever. Like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, she had her own rationalization and I it's not like I got in trouble. Like we've always we've been best friends pretty much like since I was about 15. Like yeah. since around the time she, she will say younger, but she's been obsessed with me forever. I'm her firstborn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she should always be obsessed with and her you baby. Know. Yeah. Her number one. Well that's silly. Is she still in Michigan? She is, but she talks about moving
1: out here all the time. She's like, thinks she's gonna take her 401k money and buy this house that either she's gonna live in and be a tender at one of my accounts, and she picked which account already. She wants to work at Oasis. Brian already like basically pre-hired her by telling me that she could work there. And I was like, You don't know what you're signing up for yet. And he was like, I do, because you talk about her sometimes, and I think she sounds like my mom and she's funny, and what? she could t- but she would be great, she's like an amazing salesperson. She literally, like, won all these awards at at Talbots and is on their training video, like, doing the training because of it. Like, she she was very – she's very complimentary and she knows how to sell certain items. She had a little bit of a hiccup when she moved from, like, women's fashion and, like, makeup and stuff that she knew to, like, like, she was selling, like, furniture and stuff, like, what we're sitting on. And she was, like, having a really hard time. And I was like, Mom, it's because you probably don't shut up. And you're probably, like, trying to sell them the cushion, right. like, the pillow. And, like, they're trying to make a big purchase. And they don't want, like, they don't need to be sold. <laughs> but I've never actually seen her in
0: action. <laughs> so why did she, how does she already know
1: what dispensary she wants to work at? Just, we're close. We talk a lot. And so, like, she knows who I'm really tight with. And, like, I started my position on August 17th. And on November 17th, it was the two other guys that made up our sales team. It was, and they taught me everything I know about sales, about the cannabis industry, about like mostly the geographic areas of Colorado, the account history. They taught me everything. Wow. Their last day was exactly three months from my first day. So they really started, they stopped working when they put in their two weeks. Now. So uh-huh. I got two and a half really good months, right. but I didn't know that they were limited months. So I didn't get everything I should have, but I have definitely benefited from having them and then having them leave even though I do miss one of them so much that I was like am I secretly in love with him why do I think about him so much and like worry about him so and like want to talk to him so much Uh he was just like my best friend and I he told me he was going back to school and I like was like bad decision I learned more from you than I have anyone in my whole life like I'm still paying off college and I regret even going but I went in a weird time like before Facebook and I literally like was like Oh, you want me to do social media? Let me learn how to do Facebook. Like, it's right. annoying. Like, right. I mean, not that I would have been learning back then the version I'd be using, like, when I was later doing it, but mm-hmm. like, it was just a very different time. I missed the graphic design part of the advertising major.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Plus, I'm pretty
0: sure it still costs the same. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, so let me think. Um, So with your new position, Mm -hmm. you get to make all of these I don't really know.
1: Like, I basically got an email this week that was like, hey, Jess. (laughs) It was a funny email because it just proves how little my direct supervisor right now knows about the marketing stuff. Like, he's called me and asked, like, do you think this would look bad for the brand? And I love that he does that because I don't need you to admit I don't know this. I just like being part of the conversation and him just calling and asking Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. is enough admittance of that right so he was basically like in this email like um I'm trying to like write your like role description okay first of all I said I want to like hell, I'm, I'm designing this in my mind. So I'm taking my sweet ass time and it's taking too long. Apparently it's been like one week. So he's doing my bonus, but like he's has to do our bonuses and like get everything set up for next year. Mm-hmm. So he's like trying to figure out like what would be good, like key performance indicators, things like that. what well, expectation wise. And he's like, what do you think? And it's like kind of like a laundry list to start. And I just turned it into this whole thing. Like, and I could do and Cause like, We've never talked about my marketing background or what I've done in the past, so I want him to know what I'm capable of. Right. Because, hey, most people don't know this. When my the owner of one of my agencies was like, "I want to do a podcast and I want it to be my podcast, and it's going to be with my celebrity best friend, who is the star of all the commercials we put out." Um, and Jessica, you're going to be the lead on this. And so I just, I mean, you just Google it. If you don't know how to do something, you fucking Google it and you figure it out. But yeah, I've made a podcast. But I've specialized in certain things. And so I made him this laundry list of like, here's what I could do. One of the top three was like green screens. It was just, and it just said green screen. Uh-huh. And then there was probably like a dash, and then I explained what I've explained a couple times, which is that there are two accounts I would like to um, experimentally try out just to see like what we can do, how we can move the needle in a very cost-effective way, where it's a trial. And both of the accounts are big enough that, like, there's enough stores that, you know, geographically it would be fine. It would be, like, one would be all mountain towns. The other is, like, one mountain town and then Denver and, like, all over and, like, Longmont. Right. And then, also, there are really big accounts, and one of them actually introduced me to your CEO, Mm -hmm. um, Ryan, who she used to manage. She's Brittany from RootsRx. Right. And it was, like, what made me, like, she was one of my first clients. Like, how Brian, the one my mom wants to work for, Uh my mom used to hear about Brittany a lot because, like, my first clients, when those guys left, they taught me what I needed to know about the industry. Like, I was too embarrassed to ask, like, someone I didn't know, like, who do you ask when you don't have teammates and you're – bosses all came from outside the industry. They're very, very high up too. So like Mark came in as my direct supervisor, but for a very long time, I reported to our SVP of sales and marketing who also came from outside the industry and from New York, another New York Jew. Cool. (laughs) Love the New York Jews. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't believe me during my interview. He said something along the lines of he didn't believe that I was Jewish until I made a camp reference. He was like, now I know you're Jewish. Oh my God. So that's
0: so funny. Yeah. My boyfriend and I laugh about Overnight camp all the time, and it's such, like, an East Coast Jew thing. I mean, even Midwest. <laughs> Midwest Jews, too. I'm always, like, so um, – when I went to overnight camp, and he's like, you mean sleepaway camp? I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know, Tamarack. No, I like call more... it overnight camp. But that's – I love that. Like, yeah, that's my mom was
1: like that. Like, my mom, like, used to go to the Catskills, and, which is in New York, yes. like – but we have a lot of family there. <laughs> I nice. feel very connected to New York Jews. So when I met him, yeah. the energy was just, like – like, we met – like, he – Sent me this LinkedIn that was like, who the fuck are you? Are you trying to like, uh, usually when I get like, recruiter, rebuild, I'm like, are you trying to hook up with me? Who are you? <laughs> like, I don't know why. I mean, I don't think I'm like that hot or anything. I just like feel like people are constantly trying to scam me. And when I think that someone's trying to talk to me about like, possibly hiring me, it's the guy trying to fuck. Me. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, this is not something like actually the second time or the first time I ever met Ryan in person, uh-huh. this happened with one of Bernie's other reps. Uh-huh. I like thought he was trying to hire me. Nope. He was trying to date me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to hire me because he looked older. Right. So I was like, there's no way you do what I do. But right. he did, but for a bigger brand. Oh. And I got a lot of really good information. I called them mentor dates, what we did. Uh-huh. I wasn't really interested, but I didn't not make that clear. I was just kind of like, I want to learn from you.
0: No, I get that.
1: <laughs> also, like, I'm not not interested until I know you. Like, I get that.
0: <laughs> I'm, very, I'm
1: very much about the personality. It's the <laughs> make or break. And I'm not that impressed by most people's looks, including
0: my own. You're funny. <laughs> no, I'm very serious. I'm hypercritical. I think no, I I believe you. I still think it's funny, but I believe you. Yeah. Um so like going forward in the industry, do you have an idea of like where you would like to evolve to?
1: Sort of. Like I have like a okay, so one of the things that is holding me at my current company, because I do get weird ass calls where someone, some guy called me the other day and said he saw me at one of my accounts was like, I've never seen someone work so hard as a rep, found out who I was, got my number, which, okay, that's a weird thing to do is to right. And And then called me and was like, our worst sales rep makes a hundred grand a year. Like our CEO knows about you. He wants to hire you. Like, can you, like, and it was very, like, it's not like that, like I get much lesser than that kind of offers too, but like stuff like that has happening. And I feel like I couldn't Totally see myself continuing on this path because the money that you can make as a sales rep, who knew, is addictive. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I've never, ever been able to save money. And this is like, the commission checks are kind of like insane. Nice. But I did, I handled all the Colorado territory, all of them.
0: So you wouldn't just like keep. You want to stay in sales and marketing? No, I I feel like I've had enough frustrations
1: in this role now where I realize it's very volatile. You are like – I mean like literally things change overnight. Yes. MED regulations change overnight and they fuck you and they fuck you hard and they can ruin your whole fucking month if it means like you have to spend your month fixing like things that you now have to change and – there's just a lot of trickle-down. I'm in a startup environment, which is brand new. I love the experience, and I don't want to go anywhere yet. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's, like, a long-term, like, gonna like. it's easy to get fed up. And I, I actually looked around about, like, six months in and was like, why is everyone so jaded? We all work in weed, and I feel grateful still every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that grateful feeling every single day because I'm like, these people are so jaded. Well, lo and behold, some of my clients have been working in this industry for over eight years. Oh. So, like... Back in the Wild West days, till now, like and Britney's like one of them. She like she's like I remember when you just threw like garbage bags in the back and like drove like and like I'm like it's crazy you guys have all gotten to see that all and I'm kind of jealous, but I'm I like that I'm fresh faced and that I'm fresh minded, or I'm not that fresh faced, (laughs) but I'm (laughs) fresh minded enough. (laughs) But I just feel like I'm not jaded, and so I have this positive energy that I have going for me, and I really am staying with the company because. I met my best friend Riley who you met that night mm-hmm. and now I'm like, oh my God. So not only do I get to work with just cool ass people in general who end up, do they a lot of them do become my best friends. This girl I would like become a lesbian. Like <laughs> I'm not like attracted to her. I'm just like, I would be fine just living with you and not having a sexual right. relationship with you in an open relationship. Right. Like we'll figure it out. <laughs> I love your companionship forever. I'm so grateful I met her. She like went to, she's like a genius and mm-hmm. she's just like funny and we just get each other. Also like she let me like I just moved and she was like, I'm going to Vegas. Yeah. You can totally live in my house straight. Like she didn't just met me like wow. with, when you have experiences like the ones you've been having with those girls who you showed me the text from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you just don't like, you just don't open up like that and like let someone move into your house.
0: Um, there, there's been a lot of upheaval in the living situation of my life, rightly, which is one reason I took a three month hiatus because shit got real I just read this text message though <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah there, there's been a lot
1: you have, have lot. been dealing with so much stuff yes so but moving though in Colorado in general is the worst I've never had to really, like, think about it like this. But, like, it's, like, a very volatile market. So when mm-hmm. you have to be out, you have to be out. And then when you have to find a place, it's impossible. Every place you call is, like, that's not for rent. You're, like, the sign is out. Right. Move <laughs> the sign. I haven't experienced that yet. Oh, but my God, don't. That might be. It's um, the worst. I just went straight to a complex. I did it for one day and was, like, I can't. I can't drive and call. Yeah. Uh, we'll I'm see. sure there's better ways. I'm just not better ways. And- I've never done it, like, in a city like this where – I mean, I was in college towns. It's pretty like.
0: College towns. Are and easy. then
1: boyfriends. <laughs> right. And then like also like the smallest town in America for like the first four years out of college. What's the smallest town in America? St. Joseph, Michigan. It's actually like not the
0: smallest, but it has like one downtown that has. I've actually been in the smallest town in America. Really? I think it's in New Mexico. And it's literally a population of like. Oh, this is like nine or twenty or like, something. Really? Yeah, this is like that in the winter, but it's because it's it's right on the coast of
1: Lake Michigan, so it's where all of the very rich Chicago people uh-huh. are summer. And then in the winter, they don't plow the streets like legitimately. But also, the Whirlpool Corporation headquarters is in the neighboring city, which is called um, Benton Harbor, but people refer to it as Benton Harlem and other such and there was a riot there in like the 70s and huh. it was like over the bridge or something. There's a book about the riot like it's very historically like segregated but World Headquarters like World Headquarters exist there I think.
0: That's really um I mean I'm pretty sure it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well
1: they acquired Maytag so like all these people from uh-huh. Iowa moved there and like I got to watch these two companies try to like figure out how to like have all these same brands be different. <laughs> it was really cool. I'm good at marketing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I love it. The big Iowa, you know, uh I, influx. <laughs> I just met this
1: guy at one of my centers who knows someone who like I met in that role. Like I was he was like, You know Russ Peters? And I was like, You know Russ Peters' son? And he was like, Yeah, he's no longer with us. And I was like, Oh my god. Wow. But like it's like crazy because that like it came up because of Iowa
0: and Maytag. Right. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um well I think um I think we should... This was a good... Yeah. yeah, I think we should... I mean, honestly, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jessica is really the first person I've ever interviewed. <laughs> I knew that. And so um, it was interesting. We like, totally roughed it. Like, we were almost impromptu. We discussed, like, maybe having a few questions, Pretty but impromptu. Yeah. So So, um, yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this banter, and... Um, I actually will be interviewing somebody else for my next podcast uh, in another week or so. And um, she's been in the business for a long time and she's out in California. So I'm actually very excited to interview her as well. And uh, I'll keep you guessing as to who it is. Some of you I'm sure may know her if you've been in the industry for a while. But um, thanks again for tuning in to my third episode and it's been really fun and I'm so Happy that you agreed to I'm do honored. this with me. Of course, yeah. I just trial run. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So um, that's it for now. Thanks, guys, and I will uh, talk with you soon. Ciao.